Hey guys, welcome to today's episode of the podcast. I am so excited. One of my favorite people in the world that I look up to, I admire, and every time I'm with her, I gain so much knowledge, whether it's in person or I'm hearing her online, but that is Christine Kane. If you do not know who she is, check her out. She has incredible stuff with her ministry, A21, and she just brings the Word of God wherever she goes. I absolutely love her. So I was out in LA to do media, and she is in Orange County, which is about an hour and a half drive with LA traffic, but I knew I was gonna be close to her out on the West Coast, so I texted her and I was like, hey, can we grab dinner or something? Because again, any moment I have to soak in with her, I just so love and appreciate. And she was so kind. She was like, yes, absolutely. So I took the trek and went to Orange County and we had dinner and at the end of the dinner, I was like, Christine, can we record a quick podcast? I have my recorder with me and I wanna spread all the goodness that you have to say with the wisdom to my listening audience. And she graciously agreed. So I cannot wait for you to hear our conversation. So here it is. In are we going to tell people where we are? In a car, we should. Okay. We just had dinner. We just had dinner. We are literally in the back seat of a car <laughs> in a parking lot. I have never done a podcast this late at night in the back seat of a car in a parking lot. Okay, Rachel, but you're you, next level. I know, but I just flew into LA, drove yeah, down to the did. OC. I'm in the OC, which is kind of cool OC. for someone that's not... I know. Part and, of California. And people that come from LA to the OC say they're coming behind the orange curtain. Okay. <laughs> it just means that we're, we uh, we just live in a very different part of Southern of California. Los Angeles. That's well, right. Okay. They, they don't like to own us. The pasta it was fabulous, <laughs> though. Your restaurant recommendation. Okay. Yes. So you don't know this. No, I don't. Because I don't think we talked about this at dinner. But you, I just thought about this as we were recording the podcast, the podcast that actually came out recently. I quoted you in it. Wow. Because I talked about the four kind of guiding principles I have of being a mom, and one of them came from you. What was it? It was, and I may butcher it, so tell me if this was not you, but I'm confident it was, to outsource what you can outsource. Oh, absolutely. And delegate what you can delegate. 100%. And And do what only you can do, which is be the mother. Yes. Okay, so tell me more about that. Like, when you said that to me, because that was life-giving. I'm not kidding. I asked you that probably two years ago. Cause, and that was one of the things that just stuck with me. I was like, wow, I can outsource. And I don't have to feel guilty no. about outsourcing things. I say that, that anybody could wash Nick's shirt. Only I could be his wife. Anybody <laughs> can, um, you know, drive my kids to a game, as in anyone that's responsible that I choose. Um, but only I can be their mother. So given what I do now, of course, everyone's in different seasons and at different stages. But for me... Um, I travel. That's a huge part of yeah. what I do and my job, and um, my kids understand that. So we go, okay, what do what do what only I can do. So I do like to cook, but the fact is, I don't get a huge chance to do it that often. It's hard to be on the road and to do that at the same time. Yeah. And then when I'm home on certain days, we love it when we're all in the kitchen together. But a lot of times, um, it's a whole lot easier for us all to go out as a family and have that time around a table. Yes. Um, so I don't have to feel guilty. You know, and we make it all work. But I remember one day at school, my eldest daughter, Catherine, her teacher said, you know, what does your mother like to make? And all the kids were putting up their hand and saying, you know, my mother likes to make cake or my mother likes to make, you know, pasta. And my daughter put her hand up. She goes, my mother loves to make reservations. <laughs> that was like awesome. And, um, you know, someone on your podcast just got free right yeah, there. Right, 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 right. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, that's it. Okay, for someone who's living under a rock but does not know who Chris 
Yes. I call you Chris Kane because I feel like we're friends. I'm yeah, going to call you Chris. Well, we Christine, but you're known as Christine Kane. But like, so who are you? What, what's, what, what are you all about? I love all of that. There are so many things <laughs> and it depends who you ask. But, um, you know, I've been married to my husband, Nick, for 23 years. And so um, I absolutely love being mm. a wife and we um, have a great, by God's grace, a, a great marriage. And we we do what we do together. We both um, oversee. We started an organization called A21 which is to help rescue the victims of human trafficking, mm-hmm. uh, sex trafficking and forced labour trafficking. And, you know, our goal is to abolish slavery everywhere forever. And currently we're in 15 countries around the world and we're about to open five new offices in uh, in five different countries in South America. So we're just, you know, the Lord's been with us and in the 10 years we've been going, it's grown and exploded. And um, I have a wonderful team all around the world that are so committed to helping to abolish slavery. So that, that's a huge part of what we do. Um, I also oversee an organization called Propel Women, and it's to help women internalize a leadership uh, identity and to help them fulfill their passion and their purpose and their potential. And I love Propel. Um, you know, we have chapters in 68 countries around oh the world. I'm excited because we're just about to open our 100th chapter in Pakistan, um, which oh is God. so exciting. You're like and global. Yeah, oh yeah, literally. I mean, like, yeah. And so um, we have 3,800 chapters um, in 68 countries and then also do a number of large events here in North America and just seeing women fulfill their God-given purpose and potential. So that's a personal passion of mine. I mm-hmm. love that. And um I've got a daily TV show um, on the Hillsong Channel on TBN, and it really helps. It's uh, it's called Equipping Empower with Chris Kane. It really helps to equip and empower people with biblical truth to overcome the obstacles in their life and to fulfill their God-given purpose and to mm. really understand that God has created them for so much more than just living an ordinary life. And, um, of course, I, by God's grace, get to write a number of um, uh, books that have been bestsellers um, all around the world and helping people, again, overcome obstacles and books like Undaunted and Unashamed and Unstoppable, Unshakable, Unexpected. And so I write good. Bible studies. I've got a Bible study coming out with Life on evangelism. Oh, yeah, tell um, me about that. Yeah, we I'm excited about that. About that. That's uh, my first Bible study with Liveway that will come out in the summer and really helping. It's called 2020 Vision, um, and it's really about helping people understand that we um, are seen so that we can see. We are hmm. chosen so we can choose, and we are sent by God um, to be his ambassadors here on earth. I think it's going to um, really help people and just bring some great, hopefully, revelation to people and just empower us into our world, whether you're a corporate businesswoman, whether you're a stay-at-home mother, homeschooling five kids, whether you are a factory worker, whether you're a teacher or a doctor or a lawyer, that you will understand that God has called you within your sphere of influence to be an ambassador for Him. You are on a divine assignment. You're not an ordinary person. You're an (laughs) extraordinary person created to change the world. So I am so excited um, about that Bible study. And of course, I've got my greatest joy of my life. I've got two daughters. 
a 17-year-old Catherine Bobby and a 13-year-old uh, Sophia Joyce, and they mm. are definitely the alpha and omega of my childbearing <laughs> years. They are the beginning and the end. And um, I was blessed. I had one at 35 and one at 39, so wow. it was yeah. great. Um, and I love mothering. I love my girls. I love being Nick's wife. And so it's hard to say any one thing that I do. Right. Um, there's, you know, but all of those things are an expression of who I am internally. I mean, I think you really are one of the most, I would say, humble in having dinner with you tonight. I'm like, things, like, and just you, Propel such a great word for you. So I'm like, you do. Even like what you said to me at dinner a few yeah. times, I'm like, oh my gosh, you just propel people into what they were created to do. And there's a lot of women listening. And what would you, what, what, what advice would you give for a woman that maybe, she may be stuck. She may be like, you know, I've like, I've, i I have a baby or two. I have two kids. I'm married, you know, whatever situation is. But she's like, I think like, I think there's more. Like, what else could I be doing? Yeah. And I think a lot of that is once you discover your true identity, which is a daughter of the king or for the men that are listening, you know, you're a son of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. I think you operate out of that identity, which means you're not overly caught up in gaining all your identity from whatever season of life you might mm. be in right now. And so whether that's your vocation, whether it's, um, you know, the fact that right now you're like, man, I'm just changing diapers and feeding and I can't have two straight thoughts. I haven't been to the bathroom by myself in like five years <laughs> because I've got toddlers, you know, um, you might be in that season. But understanding that even in the midst of all of that chaos and all of that cray cray, that you are a daughter of the king created in the image of God, that you are an ambassador for Christ here on earth. And I think if you're a Christ follower, um, it's a it's a huge thing to understand who you are because then you operate from your identity. You're not seeking your identity from what you do. And that is a huge thing um, because when you are seeking identity, significant security from a position or a title or even a particular season in your life, when that changes, then you're going to unravel and you are going to really just feel like that, um, you know, you're of no value. But when you operate from your identity as a daughter of the king, that means whether right now you're homeschooling a couple of kids or nursing a couple of kids, or you're running a corporation as a CEO, or you're an entrepreneur just launching a business and getting it off the ground, your identity doesn't lie in what you do. It lies in who you are in Christ. And therefore, when you know who you are in Christ, what you do is a whole lot more effective because you have the power of the Holy Ghost to infuse what you do and understanding that there is grace for every season that you're in. Mm. There is grace for every position that you're in. And God sets us all in place. And then he gives us grace for our place in our race so that we can do what God has called us to do in that season. Gosh. Oh my God. I just want to rewind everything you just said <laughs> and say it again. I'm like, oh my gosh, Chris. Okay. So my other thought I was having is you're saying all that. So I'm like, so some people listening are not, they would not consider themselves spiritual, yes, quote unquote. Sure. So talk to me about that part, because obviously that is that is the thing, right? I would say with yeah. me, that's the thing with you. So like talk to the non-spiritual person yeah, out there. I think that that's might very be important. that might be like, oh wow, what what is she yeah. talking about? I think for a, a lot of people it's like, you know, you you might not know that you're spiritual, but you are because the spiritual is actually even more real than the natural. And mm. um, I think for any of us, we know that deep down there's this angst on the inside of us. There is a desire for significance. There's a desire for security. I think no matter who you are that's listening to this, um, even if you're hyper successful in whatever your 
your job is or your calling is or your vocation is. I think deep down when we put our head on a pillow at night, somehow we all know that there's got to be something more than this. There's got to be something more than just what I can see, what I can taste, what I can touch, what I can smell, how much money I've got in the bank, what position, what, you know, uh, placard is in front of my door that tells me what what I am, somehow we know that we must be more than the net sum of our accomplishments or, or, you know, how much we've acquired or how much we've accumulated. There's got to be more. And I think all of us, whether we are hyper successful or still just launching in life and, and trying to find our way, I think deep down, when it's just us at night with our head on the pillow, we know that there's so much more. And the reason we know that on the inside of us, the Bible, uh, which is a book that I read every day that I love with a passion, but it says that God himself has planted eternity in all of our hearts. And in case you're wondering what that means, there's eternity in that context is a divinely implanted sense of a purpose Mm. that's been working through the ages that nothing but God himself could satisfy because every one of us, whether we know it or not, has been created by God for a relationship with God. And it's Jesus that connects us to God and it's Jesus that connects us to the grace of God. And I think a lot of times we're looking for something that will give us meaning and we're thinking, man, is it going to be that amount of money or that position or that title? You know, we're looking for it in things or people or drunk about all we can drink and, you know, zapped out on prescription medication and going, sure, there's got to be more. And I think for me, that more is Jesus because we all need someone that's bigger than us, mm-hmm. um, someone that created us so that no matter how successful we are or whether we're at the beginning of our journey, um, you've got to know that there's something, something bigger than all of this. There's a reason for all of this. And, you know, by God's grace, uh, I helped to rescue the victims of trafficking. I mm-hmm. ran a women's empowerment organization all over the world. But, you know, if that was where my significant and my security lied, I'd be empty or I'd be driven by a need. I've got to have more. I've got to have more. I've got to. And I think we all see whether it's with the depression that we see, the anxiety that we see, that that in and of itself is not enough to give you ultimate satisfaction Mm -hmm. or significance and security. You know, um, in Australia, I was raised, obviously, if you're wondering what this accent is, it's the (laughs) Queen's English. Um, This might sound a bit bizarre to you guys listening to this on the podcast, but they taught us that, you know, many, many moons ago in the eternal nothing of the nothing two nothings came together and went bang and there it was, your great-grandfather, the cockroach. And, um, you know, the cockroach crawled around planet Earth, it had a genetic mutation, it went bang and there it was, you know, the frog and then the frog kind of mutated and bang, there it was, the ape. And the ape was walking around Hawaii on a really hot summer's day and so it went to the hairdresser and it had a cut, shave and blow dry and here we are today. And so, like, essentially we've told a whole generation you came from nothing. Mm. You'd live for no reason Mm. and you're going nowhere. And Rachel, I wonder if you've told a generation for long enough that they came from nothing, they live for no reason and they're going nowhere, then why are we surprised when they begin to live like they come from nothing? They live for no reason and they're going nowhere. And I think so many listening to this podcast that that perhaps are not, you know, you termed it spiritual, but are looking for something. They're, They're going surely I was born for something more than this. And that sense of purpose and why they would listen to your podcast is because you fill people with purpose and not only give us great ways on how we could better manage our financial lives so that we can live with purpose and we can do some of the things that we feel are in our hearts to do. I think even deeper than all of that is this sense that 
I think we all want to believe I was created for something more. Yeah. I think no matter whether we're, you know, in a season that we've got lots of young kids and wondering how we're going to navigate it or maybe we've somehow come across this podcast and, you know, our life's a mess and we're kind of going, I don't even know if my life can mean anything. I think deep down we are all really hoping that there is something more than this. And I think for me, obviously, I have found that in and through a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know, Rachel, I was born and left in a hospital unnamed and unwanted, and my birth certificate doesn't have a name on it. There is no name Mm. on my birth certificate. It says child's name unnamed. Number 2508 of 1966, I was sexually abused at the hands of four men for many, many years. So I was so broken. Mm. I was so full of shame. I was so full of guilt. I was so full of anger and unforgiveness and bitterness. And I'm sure so many people listening to this podcast, there would be a large percentage that know what I'm talking about when I talk about abuse. And, you know, that word abuse means to use an object for a purpose for which it was never designed. And for Mm. a lot of years in my life, I was used for a purpose for which God never designed me. But it was when I discovered a relationship with Jesus Christ and found out that my history did not need to define my destiny, that I did not need to be defined by what happened to me, but I could be defined by what Jesus did for me. It changed my whole life. And out of that, you can see that what the enemy meant for evil and all the damage that was done to me through abuse and abandonment and rejection, what the enemy meant for evil in my life, God has turned around and worked it together for good. I've been able to advocate for the poor and the marginalized and the broken and for those that have been abused and those that have been trafficked. And so I truly believe that if you allow God to transform your life, he can take those things that were meant to be negative in your life and meant to destroy your life. And he can use your past to give someone else a future. And that's what I have the privilege and the honor to do in my life every day. Day in and day out. Oh, Chris, it's so good. And like we talk around the money part of this. We say all the time, live like no one else, meaning sacrifice. Do things that normal people would not do so that later you can live and give like no one else. And living with that open hand mentality and the joy that comes for helping other people um, is the greatest joy you can have. And so with A21, yeah. this is like your your thing. Yeah. And, and it is absolutely phenomenal. Talk about the joy that you've had being able to give. I mean, you're giving your life. Like oh, you, yeah. And we're giving level. our life. And, you know, the truth is it takes a lot of finances. So, you know, I talk about the fact that in Thailand recently um, we were able to prosecute, convict, and sentence, and he's in jail, him and... Um, 38 top, um, they were top officials. One was a governor and 38 of the top of the uh, legal profession in Thailand, in the northern region of Thailand. And they were running a trafficking ring with 800 children under eight years old. (gasps) 800 children. And, I mean, it's just horrific, that kind of trafficking. It's just a horror story. Evil. Well, here is the truth of this, and this is why what you're doing is so crucial, Rachel, because everyone celebrates the fact that we were able to, um, you know, this was a three-year court case and to convict them and to put them in jail. Well, it cost us over $200,000 a person because, I mean, you've got to pay the legal fees. I mean, how do you think that happens? It doesn't just, I'm thinking like everyone like celebrates like that's awesome you've got all these traffickers in jail I'm like uh, yes you know what it takes to do that money <laughs> so it takes, yes it takes lawyers and it takes highly skilled people but it also wow. takes money so if we didn't have any 
wow. we wouldn't be able to do this. Right. And so, you know, in order to be able to house those children that were rescued and to be able to give them ongoing, obviously, um, health and uh, mental health and um, the opportunity to meet with counsellors mm. because of the trauma that they have encountered. So it costs money to have tra- uh, trauma counsellors. It costs money to put them now through school for the next, you know, 15 years. It's going to cost money to house them, to shelter them, to give them um, medical costs. And that's why I think it is so crucial that we're teaching people, and I love that whole thing that you just said, to live like no one else will so that you can give like no one else will. And so I know um, the only thing that enables, in my passion alone, could not enable A21 to go forth. But we have multiplied thousands of partners from around the world and it's their monthly giving Mm. that enables all of the services to be done. And so, you know, it's one thing for me to have passion. It's another thing to have resource to be able to do something with my passion. And that's why I'm grateful um, for all of our partners and all of the financial givers that enable all of these projects that come to pass. Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. I mean, you are a spiritual giant on so many levels and the fact that I get to sit here in a car with a little recorder and just talk to you and let people hear a little bit of your heart and your story is just it's absolutely phenomenal so thank you well thank you and I love what you're doing you are an amazing woman of God you really are thank you okay so A21 all the all propel like where can everyone find yeah I think so easy it's a21.org propelwomen.org I think you know it's not hard to find us and you'll find Christine anyway you slice it up <laughs> so good guys check her out follow her she's inspirational motivational brings the truth and hits you with it and it's so refreshing and so good so thanks Chris love you girl alright you guys what a fun fun episode that this was make sure to click the subscribe button so that these episodes automatically come right to you but thanks you guys so much for listening and remember as always Take control of your money and create a life you love.